and we are back for another book review. It has been a while since I've done my last one. Basically, I've been spending a lot of time with me and my partner in crime, Juan from Mere Mortals, to improving the quality, both visual and audio. And so we're now in a new area. I've got a new good whiteboard behind me. I might do some drawings on there, who knows? And the book I have for you today is The Restaurant at the End of the Universe by Douglas Adams. It is the second part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy. Warning, I have not actually read the first book of that, and I've only seen the movie. So I'm not actually even sure if the movie follows just that or if it follows the whole period. Considering it didn't have a lot of the details in this book in it, I'm guessing it is just the, the first sequence of the, uh, of the movie. Oh, oh sorry, the, the movie follows the first book, essentially. So... This was published in 1980, so it's got quite a few years on it now, 40 years. And it follows all Arthur, Ford, Zaphod, and Trillian in an adventure which culminates with them. Well, actually, the, the restaurant at the end of the universe is actually in the middle part of the book, culminates with them being back on Earth. A brief summary of the plot I'll give you. Basically, they start off being attacked by the aliens. I can't remember what they're called that build the supergalactic highway through the, the universe, which Earth got destroyed in initially. And they're in their magic ship that takes them to... I oh, can't remember the name of that as well. Basically can transport them in different places, the uninfinity machine. I Improbability drive. That's what it has in it. I can't remember the actual name of this ship. They go through, they get split up. They each have their own little mini adventures, uh, especially uh, Zaphod in this one is quite prominent. And his, I suppose, capacity as as a leader and as uh, his confidence in himself is absolutely astounding. And he gets into a situation where he proves that and, and comes out of it unscathed, whereas everyone else in the universe basically dies going through the same procedure. So... Uh, they do end up at the restaurant at the end of the universe, little play on words there, which I'll get to in a little bit. And they meet the ruler of the universe as well before finally uh, Arthur and Ford arriving on Earth back in time. So they go back in time pre the civilization period where basically we find out that Earth and Earthlings as we are right now were all created by uh well we're all aliens and we're the dumb part of the alien species who got shipped there by the smart people who were like we don't need these guys anymore so some of the themes from the book the creativity and wordplay of douglas adams is insane he is very very good with the english language and he has basically mastered what is the classic british deadpan so that's the the style of throwing out jokes and and whatnot but not looking for a reaction not showing on your face the laughter and uh the i guess reciprocity it's just putting it out there and seeing what happens it's very absurd what he writes but it, it does follow rules as well and i wouldn't say it strays into unfunny completely creative areas where it's just going like crap is just happening he definitely follows like a series of of steps that he goes through and an example of this will be when they're right at the end of the book, Arthur is playing a game of Scrabble. He's trying to teach like these stupid people Scrabble, Scrabble essentially. And he creates Scrabble and he just starts picking out random letters from it. And that is starts following 
what is six times nine? And then the answer is 42. So it's sort of like a double play because 42 was introduced earlier as what is the meaning of life? And then it's also got the six times nine, which doesn't really make sense as well. So very clever with the way he uses his words. The likability of characters as well is, is high up there. I really found myself connecting with Zaphod in this one, which is interesting because in the movie, I thought he was a complete dick. And so I think that's one of those areas where you can see what the difference is between the movie and the book version of the characters and just how much it can change. I'd have to read the first book and compare it directly to the movie to find out. But I think they capture a lot more of the the zaniness, zaniness and likability of Zaphod in this, which you don't get in the movie, or at least I personally didn't get. I also found Trillian had a much lower role compared to the others. And Marvin, the depressive, emotional, uh, robotic alien uh, android was very, very funny. I really enjoyed some of his stuff. Gets through a couple of his classic as well. What is the meaning of life? So some gems, the, the ruler of the universe only makes decisions about what is in his senses and, and to know about. And so when they actually meet the ruler of the universe, that's Zaphod and Trillian with another guy who's this sort of egotistical, wants to know everything, wants to know why these things are done this way and whatnot. Uh, the ruler of the universe turns out to be like a very Zen chilled out guy who has no pretensions about what he is or what he does. And it's, it's just very humorous, sort of like poking fun at, at people who try and find that, what is this? Like, I need to know everything sort of thing. Whereas, you know, if you really contemplate the universe, it's, it's too overwhelming. There's, there's no solid, simple answer to it. Some of my observations from the book and what I liked about it, there are just some very good metaphors and I guess playing of the words, matching things in ways I personally would never have thought of and be able to make that into a just absolutely comical thing that will stay in, in my mind. And I actually read this book probably a month or two ago. And so it's not super fresh as most of the other book reviews were where I did them a couple of days afterwards. But this one, I still remember vid vividly where Prefect is getting, Ford Prefect is getting some drinks and he has the, I can't remember what it's called, basically the strongest alcoholic drink you can get in the universe. And it's the alcoholic equivalent of a mugging. And he basically, just just those words and then that sentence really got to me. And uh, I still remember that to this day, you know, months later being like, oh, wow, well, well, that actually is is quite humorous and funny. Name, the name of the book is just absolutely, of course, classic and why explains why Douglas Adams is so good at what he does with these books. So obviously in my mind, I was thinking the whole time, the restaurant at the end of the universe. So thinking literally space-wise that there was a cutoff point at the end of the universe where there was nothing beyond that and that's where the restaurant was situated. No, 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 no. It was actually situated at... In, in time so it was situated when i guess uh the equivalent of the physics would be the big crunch where everything compresses into a tightly like molten sort of ball i, I don't know how to explain that sort of scenario but the restaurant is sitting there and you get to watch it from from the comfort of your seat 
sitting out there eating, watching, and um, the way they're able to do this is that they have invented time travel and it's quite easily uh, done. And so people can travel in time to the end of the universe, have a nice meal, and then just before the universe ends, get back into their time mobiles or whatever, their spaceships, travel back in time to their own period or whenever the hell they want and continue on with their day and life. He's very clever at bringing back recurring themes. So 42, the number 42 just shows up in lots of random places. And I, that is a cultural icon. I was listening to a podcast the other day of, what's his name? Lex Friedman, who is an artificial intel intelligence researcher, works at MIT and, and he was talking with David Chalmers, another sort of philosopher and like the the number 42 comes up in reference to this book or the book previous and you know you can see that in very obviously uh, obvious examples during life and it'll pop up so he's very good at recurring that through that his books and then it appears in real life as well so a lot of people will have heard of this because it is just so fantastically written um, or at least this series is if not um, this particular, when people say Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, I imagine they they think of the first book or first movie. Characters, I've already mentioned, but Marvin is just hilarious. If you want to read a book that is light and funny and then has just this absolutely depressive character who in probably any other scenario would be, even just reading about them brings you down. It's like emotional vampires, they bring you down to their level. That's sort of what Marvin does, but in such a great way that it's just hilarious. Um, that being said, it was more hilarious in the sense of like getting a chuckle out of me. So maybe I'm abusing the word hilarious there. Maybe it was more amusing and funny, but not tears rolling down my face sort of hilarity. So yeah, I guess I'm, when I say hilarious, I mean more hilarity in the absurdness of, of what Douglas Adams is able to create in his books. So with that being said, overall, it was a very fun read and it's great for some laughs and diversion. So if you're looking for something light, something to get your mind off the day, off the week, off the year, and want to go into a small world for a little bit, it's a relatively short book, 244 pages. And it, as you can see, it's quite small compared to my gigantic head. It's very easy to read as well it's it flows you don't particularly need to keep reading and you can sort of stop at one point come back to it if you want and really you could probably just pick any point in the book and start reading and you have a fair idea it's not like the whole plot revolves around what happened previously it's it's more like they're just in a situation and funny stuff happens so overall i'm giving it a six out of ten not saying that it is a bad book, uh, six being implied for me, that is, you know, above, I suppose, the average. Uh, but with that being said, it's, it's, it is very, very light, fairly easy to read. And it's not one that will have a, you know, tremendous impact on the rest of my life. It was nice. It was fun. Good bit of diversion. I'm not going to uh, expand on it too much more. One thing else I want to start doing with, with these books is uh, I, I do believe that's something I can get out of every book, whether it's a learning or something pragmatic to help me going forward. And so for me, what I learned with this book was 
I personally did not know some of the words that were in here and I want to get better with my vocabulary and speaking abilities and the pragmatic learning I have from that is I'm going to learn and use a new word for one week or basically one day each week I want to learn a new word and try and use that throughout the day. So there was one recently I saw, I wrote it down, expiatory. I have no idea what it means still. I have yet to look it up, but I came across that and I was thinking, okay, like that's something I want to try and use. You know, a lot of these, it's it sort of, I guess, a, is a bit of a trivial pursuit because I'm not really expecting to use those words that much. How often do you learn a new word and then say like, oh yeah, I'm going to use this tons. Never, because the fact that you're hearing the word for the first time means you obviously do not use it much. That being said, I do want to do that. So that is it for today. Douglas Adams, the restaurant at the end of the universe, part of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series, current out.